Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Sergeant William Meade, Bungalow B, Wakefield Auto Court, Wakefield. Arrived safely. Period. Impatient as ever for this to be over. Period. Hope this separation will pull you out of your emotional uncertainty. Period. Keep out of bad ways. A telegram sent this evening by Ben Calvert's daughter upon her arrival at the Union Station in Los Angeles. Before sending it, Kit had stood at the counter for some time, reading and rereading the message. Once, she had started to cross something out. Then, with a shrug, had given it to the dispatcher, paid for it, and walked back out into the station. Gate number four, now open. Train leaving at 6.15 for Santa Ana, San Juan Capistrano... Oceanside and San Diego, case number four, now Kit open. Kit Mead stood there as if debating what to do. Evidently, Paul Cromwell wasn't in California, she'd hoped. If so, he would have met her or answered the wire she sent from the train. She decided she might as well go and collect her luggage when... Mrs. William Mead, please come to the station master's office. Mrs. William Mead, please come to the station master's office. Puzzled, Kit asked directions of a red cap. And then she saw him standing at the entrance of the station master's office. Paul, our darling is wonderful. You might have given me a chance to say that. Hello, baby. Maud, it's good to see you. Oh, then you are in California. <laughs> well, it looks that way. Well, why are you staring at me that way? It's been a long time since I've seen you. You look a little different somehow. How do you mean? Oh, I don't know. You mean I've lost my cheek in waking you? No. But of course, you've lost your single status, which is far more important to me. Well, there is everybody. Well, tell me, I'm the only one down here to meet you. I expected to see the Black Moors and see Thompson. Oh, well, you didn't tell him I was coming. No, I... Oh, good. I forgot to ask you not to mention it in my wire. I don't want anyone to know I'm here, Paul. Well, that sounds like a grand idea for selfish reasons. But I don't... I don't quite understand it. What is it? Are you doing into seclusion? Well, anyway. I'll tell you about it later. Oh, all right. Let's get out of here. Where are you staying, Kit? At the Wellington Park. Okay. Oh, and what about your luggage? Oh, I have to get it. I have to check. Well, you do that. I have the red cap bring it around to the front. I'll get the car. This way, please. After you, Kit. How about the trunks, uh, Kit? Have they been picked up? Yes, all my luggage has been taken care of, so don't you worry about it. Here you are, men. 2B. <laughs> 2B. What's the job? Oh, nothing. Nothing. It just reminds me of home. <laughs> well, aren't you the lucky one to get one of their apartments? Uh, just put the bags down anywhere, boy. Hey, yes, ma'am. If you'll follow me, ma'am, the kitchenette is... Oh, never mind. I think I can orient myself here. Uh, Paul, have you some change? Oh, yes, of course. Here you are, son. Thank you, sir. They always want to open the windows and show you where the icebox is. <laughs> well, don't complain if you get that kind of service these days. And speaking of opening windows, I think that'd be a grand idea. Shall I order us a drink? No, no, not for me. Well, you never used to be so cautious around me. Does the sergeant disapprove of eating a little mild sherry before dinner? So men are wearing claws this season. Well, of course I'm jealous. And you love it. <laughs> of course. Come on over here and sit down, Paul. 
Catch me up on your activities. Well, there's not much to tell. I'm out of the army, as you know. I came out west about six months ago to live down here at the beach and try to figure out what I should do with my life. And have you come to any decision? No, my mind has seemed to refuse to cope with the problem. Perhaps, perhaps because the only possible solution that pleased me wouldn't work. What do you mean? Do I have to draw a picture for you, too? I think you'll just look at that little band on your fourth finger. Oh. Yes, oh. Well, Mrs. Mead, and how are you doing? Too well. Got a little bored with Wixie? Well, perhaps in a way. Look, am I... Am I going to have to work for this, or... Do I get the story? No, what do you want to know? Oh, about you and Bill. And your happy kid? Yes. Hmm. Evidently, Bill had facets I didn't see with him when I was down at Camp Downing. Well, where are you living? At your father's? <laughs> no such luck. Dad offered to fix us an apartment in the house, but Bill has rather old-fashioned ideas about that sort of thing. So we've been living in Bungalow B at the Wakefield Auto Court. Oh, I remember that dump. I was there once. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> I just had a picture of you in one of your elegant outfits having Lucy come over to serve coupon and champagne at the Wakefield Auto Court. Well, your picture is quite wrong. You should imagine me in a house dress with a bandana around my head scrubbing the kitchen floor. <laughs> Has me done all this? Good Lord, Kit, you must have wanted him. I did. Seriously? I'm glad you're happy. At least fairly glad. And is Peggy Douglas happy too? I wouldn't know about that. Oh, you wouldn't? She was featured in the news some time ago. That Conley murder in Chicago. Oh, yes. Well, Peggy's back in Wakefield now. I haven't seen much of her. You know, I'm not flattering myself for my powers of deduction. I have a feeling there's a lot you aren't telling me. Well, I'll get around to it, but I'm very tired and quite hungry. Well, shall we have dinner sent up, or would you like to go someplace? Well, what I'd really like is to go out to that beach and... Go out to your house. Have dinner by the beach on a terrace. Hmm. What's the matter? Haven't you any help out there? Uh, y- yes. Oh, yes. Well, what is it? Uh, the truth of the matter is, Kit, I, I, I have complications. The usual variety? Uh, I'm afraid so. But with a slightly different twist. There's a young lady staying with me. Oh, I thought. But Max is there. Oh, you know Max. And I had a housekeeper. I'm surrounded with respectability, but... Well, I... What are you stuttering around for? Well, I... I might as well tell you. I'm really in a mess. I met this girl in San Francisco several months ago. She and her husband were fancy dancers. You know, ballroom sort of stuff. Their names were Lisa and Lance. Maybe you've heard of them. Mm, your name sounds kind of familiar. Well, this... Lance was kind of a brute anyway. I, I think Lisa just stuck with him for professional reasons. She was very amusing and attractive. Mm-hmm. And... Go on. So, I came back down south. I didn't hear from her. And then this morning, out of the blue, she shows up down here at the beach, bag and baggage. Very little piece, isn't she? Well, I can't help feeling sorry for her. Her husband's left her, and she doesn't know where he is, and she doesn't want to know. 
She hasn't anyone to turn to. And, of course, she knows that you're not exactly poverty-stricken. Uh, I suppose so. Well, if she's such a good dancer. Yes, but the thing is, she's... Well, she's going to have a baby. <laughs> it's not funny. No, I know it isn't. What can I do? I can't chuck her out. Why not? She's not your responsibility. Well, I... I feel I should do something for her. I... After all, she's no place to go. Yes, yes, you've said that before. I feel I should help her if I can. I... I hope you're feeling very strong, Paul. Hmm? Because I need your help, too. You? I'm afraid this time Lisa and I are in the same boat. Oh, no. Oh, yes. You mean you're... I am. You and Bill? Yes. But then what the devil are you doing out here? Well, that's rather a long story. I said that Lisa and I were in the same boat, and I don't want anyone to know I'm going to have this child. I don't get it. I should think Bill Mead would be bursting with pride. Well, if you'll excuse me, Paul, I think I'll go in and get ready for dinner. Kit went into the bedroom, took off her hat, and started fixing her hair. So Paul thought Bill would be very proud. Kit smiled bitterly at her reflection in the glass. Yes, ordinarily Bill would be, and so would she. If only she could look forward to this child as other mothers did. If only she knew it wouldn't be a victim of its heredity. What a difference that would make in the present situation that existed between herself and Bill. But how much chance did she have... Suddenly, Kit stopped brushing her hair. Chance. That was some way she could manipulate chance a little. Yes, perhaps there was some way. <laughs> 